Let's just have a, let's have a word of prayer before we get to it. Lord, we are so thankful for your many, many blessings. We thank you for this day that you have made. We rejoice and we are glad in it. We love you, Lord. We want to be your people. We want to hear your voice speak to us by your spirit and power as we think about your word today. May Christ our Lord be exalted. May we be more faithful to you as we live out the lives that you've called us to live, as we press on toward our eternal homes. And we thank you again and again and again. In Jesus' name, amen. Of course, the psalm is 23. And it is probably the most read psalm in the Bible. I dare say it is. It's the best remembered. It's the most loved and it's the most appreciated. It was written about 3,000 years ago by King David. And to this day, this psalm remains the song of the soul of the people of God. I've heard it said that what Handel's Messiah is to music, the 23rd Psalm is to man. Our children learn it early in life and they can uh, quote it without hesitation uh, before they're 10 years old. And if I were to ask everybody in, in the congregation this morning to do so, I dare say that every single one of you could quote the 23rd Psalm. In fact, why... Why don't we just do that together? Would you stand with me and, and let's just say the 23rd Psalm together. If you want to use your Bible, okay. If you want to do it from memory, okay. How does it start? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness. For his name's sake, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen and amen. Thank you. Please uh, be seated. Young people have sought the wisdom of those six verses down through the ages of time. When they faced temptation and when they faced uncertainty. And old folks have quoted those six verses, Psalm 23, with quivering lips as the angel of death has approached. This psalm is indeed the one psalm that seems to have more universal appeal than any other for the people of God. Well, it meets so many needs. Whatever your problem, and do you have a problem this morning? I don't. Tell me you don't have a problem. Everybody has a problem. You probably got one or two or three or maybe more. But whatever your burden, whatever your heartache, this psalm assures you that if the Lord is your shepherd, all will be well. Is he your shepherd? Do you really know him and love him and serve him? 
I'm going to ask a lot of questions this morning. I always did that in the, when I was pastor. It's just the way God tells me to speak. But I want to ask you this. Are you discouraged this morning about anything? Is anybody here this morning distressed about something in particular? Are you disheartened? Is anybody depressed? Is your soul, your very soul, in anguish because of a very heavy burden that you have to bear? If so, may I say to you, Christian, take heart and turn to this song of the soul and the great shepherd of the sheep will provide rest. And He will provide refreshing nourishment for you. And He will cause you to lie down in green pastures. And He will lead you beside still waters. Let me ask you another question, young people and old people. How many here this morning would have to say, Yes, I have committed some sin. And because of that sin, I've lost the joy of my salvation. And I've lost the blessedness of day-by-day fellowship with Him. Is that the case with you? If so, then confess it. And because His mercy is so great and sufficient, He has said that He will restore your soul. What about the future? You know, we used to have the the choir come down and sit in the congregation. I guess I won't ask you to do that this morning. But you're welcome to do it if you want to. That's okay. We'll be here a little bit longer. Does the future look bleak to anybody this morning? Look out there in the future with all of its uncertainties, young people. Are you confused? Are you perplexed? Is the answer yes? If it is, is it because you've forgotten the great shepherd of the sheep? The shepherd of your soul? Is it because you simply do not understand that He really meant what He said when He told you that He will ever lead you in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Anybody here this morning afraid of death? Are you afraid to die? Have you ever really stopped to think about it? What about life beyond the grave? What does it hold out there? Is that a problem for you? Then if you... Love Jesus Christ. Look up and read in faith those tremendous words of the great shepherd where he tells you that though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you don't need to be afraid. He will be with you. He will guard you. He will guide you safely home to your eternal rest with Him in heaven. Now maybe you've been troubled by by someone who has hurt you with their words. If so, just remember that the great shepherd of your soul has told you that he will prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. Or maybe you feel a sense of weakness and fruitlessness as you try with all your heart to serve Christ. If so, then would you try to understand that there are no limits to his power and that he will anoint your head with oil. Anybody here have envy in your heart this morning? Do you complain and do you 
grumble because of you of that envy? Why don't you stop and count your blessings? And you'll soon discover how full your cup is and that indeed it is running over. Do you look at yourself, your own life, young person, and do you see that because of there is such unworthiness, you've got reason, you think, to doubt your salvation, the assurance of heaven. I challenge you in Jesus' name to go back and read Psalm 23 and get a greater vision of Him and a lesser vision of yourself as you read the promise to those who love Him that surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. Why? Because I've been to Jesus for the cleansing power. And I'm washed in the blood of the Lamb. And then praise God, because of Him your every need is met. This psalm tells you so. If I had to choose a theme for Psalm 23, I would call it this. Relying on God. Who are you relying on right this minute? As King David in in writing this psalm portrays the helpless, dependent sheep following the shepherd, he's reminding us of how absolutely important and crucial it is for us moment by moment to trust our great shepherd's love for us in all things. Just look at it with me, will you? Just for a few more minutes this morning. This psalm that we all know so well. If you need your Bible, look at it. If not, go by memory. Just look closely at the words. In the Lord's Prayer, there's six petitions, six requests. You know how many there are in this 23rd psalm? Not a single one. Not even once does David ask God for anything, but rather he rejoices over and over in God's gracious and abundant provision. Look at the opening words of Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Or, as a little girl said who got a tongue twisted trying to recite it one day, the Lord is my shepherd. That's all I want. Do you know why David could say that? Same reason you ought to be, because he was fully trusting in the Lord. But do you know that it is possible to read and quote Psalm 23 and commit it to memory without really entering into the fullness of its meaning? And so there's certain preparation that's necessary on your part and mine if we're going to have a real understanding of what God is saying to us in this psalm. First of all, it is important to understand that God providentially placed this psalm where He did in the psalms. And what I mean by that? Well, what I mean is that if you have not experienced the truth and blessing of Psalm 22, you can't really appreciate the blessing of Psalm 23. 
Psalm 22 has been called the Psalm of the Cross. It's because of the numerous references in Psalm 22 to the agony that Jesus suffered at Calvary for you and for me. Psalm 22 opens with some of Jesus' words from Calvary when he said, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And Psalm 22 ends with the solemn words. One translation says, He has done this, or it can also be translated, It is finished. And the entire 22nd Psalm is filled with the horrors of Calvary. What a tremendous psalm it is. Now, let's just skip past Psalm 23 for a minute and look forward to Psalm 24. Psalm 24 has been called the Psalm of the King. Look at it carefully and you will not see a trace of the suffering Savior that you see in Psalm 22. Rather, Psalm 24 vividly presents the man of glory who returns to the earth to rule and reign in righteousness. Look at verses 7 and 8 of Psalm 24. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up, you everlasting door, and the King of glory will come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty. The Lord, mighty in battle. You know what that is? That is a prophecy which has not yet been fulfilled, but will be when Jesus comes again to reveal His authority and His power. So, you got it? Here's the picture then. Psalm 22 is called the Psalm of the Cross. And it looks to the past and presents the Good Shepherd as the Savior who was crucified for the sin of the world. And in so doing proved his unlimited love for lost mankind. Psalm 24, on the other hand, looks to the future and presents the chief shepherd as the sovereign Lord of all who will return for his coronation. So, what have you got here? On one side of Psalm 23, we've got Mount Calvary, a hill called Mount Calvary. On the other side, we are marching to Zion, the beautiful city of God. And nestled in between these two great chapters, these two great mountain peaks of God's truth, He has given us Psalm 23, with its quiet green valley, with its still waters, with the great shepherd of the flock faithfully leading His sheep. It has well been called the Psalm of the soul. But folks, young and old alike this morning, whoever you are, we are living today in the valley days. We're living in the valley days and we all need Psalm 23. It's a psalm of, it's a psalm of new life. It's a psalm of resurrection glory. At Calvary, God provided the way for us as wandering sheep to enter into his fold. At Calvary, the good shepherd gave his life for his sheep. And that's the truth of Psalm 22, Christ crucified. And in Psalm 23, the great shepherd is the living Lord who rose from the dead and longs to save and to keep all who come to him 
by faith. But you must come. And the question is, have you come? And if you have not come, you need to come today as you listen to His voice speak to your heart. Now, can I ask you to do one more thing this morning? Could I ask you to look with me just once more at the first five words of Psalm 23? Just the first five words. What do they say? The Lord is my shepherd. And anybody who stops long enough to, to think about, meditate and cons- on and consider the truth of these five words will soon realize that here is the key to all joyful and godly living. Why? Because these five words speak of the person who is the source, the source of all joy, the source of all happiness. To know Him is to know joy. To know Him is to know peace. To know Him is to know happiness. Psalm 23 opens with the words, The Lord is my shepherd. And it closes with, Thou will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And so it's the Lord Himself who is the beginning and the end of this tremendous psalm of the soul. But you need to understand that He's also all in between. And without Him we would be nothing. And I would, our lives would be nothing but, but a tale that's told. A hopeless, blank study in futility. Like, like sheep, you and I who love Him are dependent on the Lord. Without the shepherd we are helpless. We can't find our way through the mountains or the valleys of life. But guess who can? Our shepherd can, because he knows the way. And we're not strong enough to resist the attacks of our enemies. But guess who is? Our shepherd is. So I ask you again this morning, in his name, if you see it. Do you see it? Just like sheep, you and I need a shepherd. And that shepherd is Jesus Christ. The one that King David is thinking about and looking forward to in this psalm. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. And he was the one of whom David was speaking. And what Jesus was to King David, he is to those who love him today because he does not change. Thank God he doesn't change. He's the same When? I heard it. Yesterday, today, and forever. Time does not change Him, does it? But it changes us, doesn't it? It changes you and it it changes me. Uh, I know how true that is. I remember when we were here back Many, many years ago, as you, when I was your pastor and my beloved wife was here with me, and we took pictures of the congregation and we made a, a, a church uh, directory. And some of you probably still have that directory. Don't pull it out and don't look at us then because we've changed. 
Change and when I when I think about how we have changed, when I, we took a picture for our church the other day at home, and I looked at myself and I looked at the one that we took down here thirty years ago, and I said, "Oh my, it's, it's quite a difference." And I think of the hymn that says, "Change and decay, and all around I say, O Thou who changes not, please." Abide with me. Jesus doesn't change. Because change can't change Him. Because He is the Master of time. And because He is, this entire 23rd Psalm is the present possession of all who love Him and serve Him. And when you begin to read even just the first three words of the Psalm which say, say it loud. The Lord is. Do you realize what they were just saying? Did you say it? The Lord is. What what does it what? Just those three words, folks, contain the greatest fact in the universe. The Lord is. Not only is he alive in the flesh right now. Right this minute at the hand of His Father in heaven, He is also everywhere and in everything. And in Him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And we who love Him are complete in Him. And all that He is and all that He possesses is yours if you are His. My prayer this morning is that you can say from your heart, The Lord is my shepherd. That's all I want. Love Him, folks. Serve Him. Put Him first. Don't give Him the crumbs that fall from your table after you've fared so sumptuously. Give Him the best that you have to offer every day. Serve Him faithfully every day as you press on toward your eternal home with Him in heaven. Amen. Let us pray. Father, how thankful we are this morning for Your unchanging Word and for Your unchanging Son and for Your Holy Spirit who speaks to our hearts to touch our lives and to help us to realize how much we need Him and all He has to offer. Don't let anyone, we pray, go away without Him this morning. Speak to their hearts. Draw us all to Your Son. By Your Spirit, we pray. In Jesus' blessed name, Amen.